Make an impact on your local community today. Feed the hungry, shelter the homeless, and provide hope to those in need of addiction recovery. Partner with the Valley Rescue Mission and be a rescuer. For only $19 a month, you can make a difference in the lives of those right here in our community. Be a rescuer. Join today by visiting valleyrescuemission.org forward slash rescuer. That's valleyrescuemission.org forward slash rescuer. Valley Rescue Mission is not a United Way agency and does not receive government funds. Help us help our community. Rescued, the podcast. Rescued is a podcast that gives listeners an opportunity to hear firsthand testimonies and accounts from those who have experienced homelessness, hunger, and yes, even addiction. It is a podcast that shows how the hope of a better tomorrow and the love of Jesus help to overcome these challenges. It also includes stories and testimonies from both staff and friends of Valley Rescue Mission. We invite you to listen to Rescued, the podcast, as we continue to serve Christ here in the community. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Rescue, the podcast. I'm your host, Greg Wilson, and I have the pleasure, the pleasure of sitting here today with Sangsira Smith. Yes, I said Sangsira, and it's spelled exactly how it how it sounds. Sangsira, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So before we dive in, I just want to take a moment and talk about how we met, how you came to even be here at Valley Rescue Mission. Uh, I think it was through a phone call, mm-hmm. and you're like, Mr. Greg, I have a desire to give back. I have a desire to volunteer. I went through my normal spiel of like, hey, go to our website, you know, click on volunteer and fill out the application. And you did. And you did. And here you are today. You've come to us a couple times, maybe two or three times volunteering here during our Loaves and Fishes program. But let's talk t- today about Sangsira. Okay. So let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about yourself. Well, um, I'm 41 years old. Um I actually got saved, uh, accepted Christ as my savior at the age of six. Wow. Um, I didn't know at that time what all that meant, like what was all to come with it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's been a journey. Been a journey. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, just like if we knew like what getting saved, like what would happen after we got saved. A lot of people sometimes think that it's going to be just a bed of roses and that the birds are going to be chirping and, Mm -hmm. you know, no trouble whatsoever. That's not the case. That's not the case. It's not. So talk to me about some of the things that you have experienced. I mean, you got saved at the age of six. You didn't know all what was going to uh, going to happen or going to come. So what has happened? Oh, well, um, I I've experienced homelessness. Um, I was a drug addict for 18 years, mm-hmm. um, and also I struggled with mental health uh, issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I was diagnosed with severe depression at the age of 12, um, and then it, uh, I would say, evolved into uh, bipolar mm-hmm. at, at the age of uh, 24. Mm-hmm. And I struggled with that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, as a kid, I was picked on a lot. Right. I was bullied. 
it it just you know like I said it's been a journey on this road to freedom um you know um I was uh physically emotionally and verbally abused as a child wow. by my uh, stepfather mm-hmm. um I've had to go through a lot of therapy a lot of prayer mm-hmm. for that right. um it's just been a journey I sit here today and you know across from you and like from the first time I met you until this very moment, all I say is smiles, you know. I'm not sure if that's a mask you wear around me or not, but I, I mean, when I see you volunteering, you're serving people in the, you know, from our community, you know, you do it with a smile on your face. And sometimes that smile is covered up by a COVID mask. But uh, so, and you mentioned the word, you mentioned the word freedom. Like you said, that it took a lot of therapy, a lot of prayer to get to this place called freedom. Tell me about the freedom. Like we understand them, and we may talk a, a little bit more about the painful stuff. But let's take a moment and let's talk about the freedom. You know, because there is freedom. There is freedom in serving Christ. There is freedom in serving God. And the enemy doesn't necessarily want you and I to realize that. But there is uh, total freedom. Let's talk to, talk to me a little bit about the freedom that the reason for that smile. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm free. I'm free to smile. You know, Amen. I'm That's happy. Right. You know, God has set me free from, you know, the chains, you know, that bound me. Um, and, you know, the freedom to, you know, uh, be free from drugs and be free from homelessness mm-hmm. and to be free in my mind. Yes, yes. From, you know, uh, bipolar mm-hmm. disorder. You know, um, I can. I can actually think clearly now, mm-hmm. you know, I can actually, you know, keep a home. Yes. I can actually pay my rent and spend money without being scared and in fear all right. the time of slipping up or, you know, going backwards. Right. So, I mean, now I'm free to just, you know, enjoy life as God planned us to enjoy our Amen. everyday Amen. life. Amen. 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 That's amazing. So how does it feel like for you, for someone that has been bound by those things, you know, to come here to the mission? And I see you again, as I just mentioned a little little earlier, I mean, you're serving place of food to people who are currently in the situation that you have been freed from. You know, how does how does that make you feel? Um, It makes me feel humble. It humbles me. You know, um, because I was once there before and, you know, and it, I also have compassion Mm -hmm. for the people, Mm -hmm. you know, and it gives me hope because, you know, God freed me. He can free them. Amen. That's so true. So true. You know, God is not a respect of persons. You're absolutely right. You know, what he does for you, he's going to do for me. What he does for me, he's going to do for somebody else. You know, it's. We serve just an amazing, um, amazing God. What do you think, you know, as I, as I listen to you, you know, talk about your journey? You know, a lot of people don't necessarily know this, and I think this actually may be my first time admitting this on a podcast. Uh, I've been homeless uh, myself. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I was hired here at the mission, I was homeless. Um, I never saw that coming. You follow what I'm saying? You know, like, it's not, that's something... That's not something that people plan, you know, on December 31st, I'm going to be, you know, that's not, that's not something that people plan. How did you, 
like how did you end up in some of the situations that that you found yourself in? I know that you talked about uh, being a, you know, like suffering as a as a child. You know, do you think that has something to do with it? It had a lot to do with like the genesis of it, the beginning of it, perhaps. Yeah, it had a lot to do with my self esteem mm-hmm. and how I thought about myself. Mm-hmm. You know, because Satan used that to to hold me back and hold me down. He used that against me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I I thought I was worthless. You know, when you think you're worthless, you don't think you deserve anything. Right. And you don't think you deserve, you know, to have a home, a good home. You don't think you deserve to be free. You don't think you deserve to have people who love you and care about you. You know, and you don't really want anything for yourself mm-hmm. because you think you're worthless. Right. You know, and I didn't I didn't really want anything from myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, that's kind of, you know, that growing up in that mindset you know, it 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 fostered the the homelessness and you know, um and a lot of that had to do with my mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're depressed, you know, you, you're you're down all the time and you, you just stop caring, you give up. Right. And I gave up. I just gave up and I gave myself willingly like my mind and my heart I gave it to the devil I was like okay well I don't care do what you want with me Mm. you know and you know when you're having those mental health you know issues you just don't care anymore right what do you think um, how do you think that has affected you that's like we understood the the childhood but then you, you became an adult did you find that that affected like certain relationships, certain involvements? I had, a, I had, a, <laughs> I um, I had got married when I was twenty. Uh, I was way too young to be getting married. Come on now, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I thought, I thought that it was, um, I thought that it was good because I met him at church. You know, but he was a recovering drug addict. Okay. And, you know, it was it was just downhill from there. Because I didn't, you know, I didn't know it then, but I know it now. I didn't know, because I didn't confirm with God, is this the man you mm. want me to marry? Mm. I didn't ask God anything. Right. I thought, I just thought, oh, okay, he goes to church. This is God's will. Right. You know, I didn't ask God, is this the man you want me to marry or not? Right. You know, so it was just, you know, and drugs, and drugs into the picture for wow. me for the first time. Wow. You know. So that was at the age of, you said 20? 20. Wow. Yeah. And um, that was when my bipolar started getting out of control. Right. I wasn't taking my medication like I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. I was forgetting my pills and, right. you know, so that's when everything really started beginning to spiral out of control mm-hmm. for me. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So let, I want to go just in a different direction just for a moment. Um, like, I just really don't think, and this is just me, this is my own personal opinion, you know, like we look at the mental health crisis that 
is currently in our city, our state, our country. Like, are there truly sufficient mental health resources out there? And the man is asking you this question, like I used to be a correctional officer working a mental health unit inside of a prison. And it just felt like even as a correctional officer that the new mental health facility was a prison as opposed to maybe another organization or another uh, uh, place in the free world that existed, you know, to help people out. For someone, for yourself, going through that, getting out of that situation, like what was your journey or what was your take? Or what is your take like on the resources that are out there? Um, I've always actually found good resources mm-hmm. for myself. So I believe they are out there, mm-hmm. but it's not like they're widely known. Right. You have to want to go and find help. They're not putting these resources right in front of you Mm -hmm. and saying, hey, here we are. No, they're kind of hidden. But if you go out there and find them, do the research yourself, Mm -hmm. they're there for you. So they are there. Okay. So, so what pushed you? And we're we're gonna wrap up in a little bit, but this is. I mean, I'm just enjoying the conversation, Sanxera. What, what pushed you? Like, how did you get to that point where you said, you know what, you know, I'm done. I give up. You gave up twice. You gave up the first time. You gave up. You're like, okay, devil, whatever. Just do what do with me what you want. But then you also gave up again, and now you're sitting here with this huge smile on your face. <laughs> free come on talk talk to me about that okay well (laughs) two years ago um i had uh moved around i had moved around uh so many times Mm -hmm. uh in and out of you know friends and family places and just the cycle of doing drugs and men, you know, bad relationship after bad relationship. And um, I had actually moved here to Columbus. I had actually gone through a bad relationship in Detroit. I ended up moving to Detroit, got a really bad situation there. Mm -hmm. Moving back here to Macon with my cousin, that didn't work out. Went to a sober living rehab. Yes, yes. Uh, didn't stay there very long. End up meeting the guy over the phone, moving here to Columbus. Okay. What happened was that situation didn't work out. I got real sick. Little did I know it was COVID. Because no one knew about COVID in 2019. Right. Wow. So I was sick. It was a sickness that I've never felt before. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I was going through the changes. Like, all the symptoms that you experience with COVID, it it was bad. Wow. I've never been sick like that before. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was dying. I was like, this is it. 
I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to go down in my sins. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to die in my sins. And I, I was, I, I cried out to God one night. I was sitting in my extended stay. I was staying in extended stay. Mm-hmm. And I cried out to God, you know, I was like, God, don't, please don't let it end like this. You know, I don't, I don't want to die like this, right. you know, still on drugs, still defeated, mm-hmm. you know, still struggling with my mental health, still homeless. I don't want to, I don't want it to end like this, please. I mean, I cried out for like an hour, you know, and what happened was I was surrendering myself to the Lord. Yes. I surrendered. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done not listening to you. I'm done running away from you. Right. I'm done, you know, being hard-headed. Right. And it was just like I was released. Yeah. It, I can't explain it, but I was released, you know, because I had surrendered right. myself to the Lord. And um, pretty much from then on, then on out, I mean, I stopped. I stopped doing drugs, and a couple months later, I got approved for an apartment, um, and it, it's been uphill from there. Wow. It's been uphill from there. Um, then I actually um, found a place where uh, I go for my mental health issues and got on a new medication that works perfectly for me. Right. I mean, so everything is clear now i mean i've been i've been sober clean for two years now praise god God. and you know um i mean my mental health is in check yes i've been in my apartment for two years praise god so it's 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 been going it's been going good and now you know i find myself doing things you know to serve the lord you know just to give back what he's given to me amen 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 that's powerful that's powerful so if you were to give advice i always like to ask this question it's like my final question unless you say something else that is going to have me ask another question but my last question is this for someone who may listen to this podcast what would you say to encourage them like people are going to listen to it so what would you say to someone uh to encourage their hearts I would say if you're tired and you've had enough, surrender, just just give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord, surrender yourself to him and don't give up. Right. Don't give up, you know, um the devil wants you to give in. Mm-hmm. You know, but don't give up. You know, God is with you and he's waiting for you to come to him, you know, and give give everything to him. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, Song Sarah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, number one, for surrendering. You know, I know all heaven rejoiced for an hour as they watched you surrender. Um, all heaven rejoiced and Valley Rescue Mission is rejoicing the people that you serve in the, our community, they may not seem like it, but they're rejoicing. 
as, as they eat the food that you serve them. Stay the course. I truly appreciate you coming in, speaking with me today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Always.